Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, chief of the debauchee tribe. <laughs> Three children, stacked on top of each other in a trench coat, pretending to be an adult man. All of them ripped, all of them are shredded, and have huge cocks. Possibly on roids. <laughs> and roids. And one is uncut. And oh. a.k.a. Trevor Man Mac himself. Sam Speed. Sam Speed, our baller, Richard Baller. Dick Baller. <laughs> et al. Aaron Joseph Pita. That's me. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? You look pretty fucking good to me. I feel pretty good. You're looking pretty good over here, pal. I feel good. How do you feel? I feel good. I feel really great. Well, good, because you smell like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I farted. Plus, I farted. Yeah. Uh, How about that fart joke in Watchmen, huh? Was there a fart joke? Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the little... At the end, like yeah. nice spoiler alert. Yeah, it was quite good. Um, speaking of um, <laughs> fart jokes, fart jokes. You're yeah. terrible at these intros. Awful. Yeah, you know Abysmal. what? I'm good at stuff. You're not. I'm not, good not at other this. things. Not I'm this. Good at other things. Not this. I'm good at other stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just all right. God, I build you up, and you just let me down all day. Well, you know, <laughs> make it special. Come on, L- lean in. Chop chop. Oh, chop. Matt Brousseau. <laughs> <laughs> you even throw a doctor on there, you Thank piece you. of shit. LSD. No, I'm, I'm not on duty right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. He's on booty. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. I feel fantastic. You look great. The haircut's still really working oh, out for you. you. You thank smell you. great. Oh, do I? Yep. I did take a shower later today. I mean, earlier today. Plus, you farted. Yeah. Well, that's the place to do it. <laughs> Uh, actually, no. It take, makes actually, it total, makes it worse. It makes a total mess of that really shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How really... about this humidity? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, Aaron, you know that uh, we're nearing a, a, a mere thousand followers on Instagram, uh, tens what? of tens of thousands oh listening across the globe. Uh, we only, I mean, I'm not taking the Instagram for granted, but we only have a thousand. It doesn't make any sense, and that's why I'm saying to the listener, a thousand, a thousand you, followers on Instagram, but. But a thousand, ten thousand listens a week. Uh, yeah, a week. Why? Week. Where? Where are the? Uh, please, can we get some interaction on the Instagram? Yeah, we gotta, we gotta have you guys follow and uh, we, please subscribe to the Patreon, um, and uh, you know, get an extra episode per week. And... Following us on Instagram is free. Yes. Oh, that's yes. Brilliant. And in fact, it's it only benefits you. Right. And if you, even if you. Subscribe for a dollar on Patreon. You get the the regular episodes ad free. You don't have to hear these bullshit ads for diapers or mm-hmm. Raytheon. Yeah, Blackwater <laughs> yeah. security. Yeah, exactly. I think at some point we're uh, reading about boner pills and gambling. Oh, that's that's going oh, to happen. We're going to be doing reads if we're lucky. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, be reading for like yeah. Blue Chew. Oh well. <laughs> Do you hate your son's college fund? Do you love sports? And are you limp? It's a one-stop shop. Gamble with your bees. Gamble on generic Viagra chewables. (laughs) I gamble on if he's hard or not. 
Five to one. <laughs> what, what's the line on that? <laughs> you got chap? Over under. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a great thing from Casino. He's like, he's like uh, Sam could even tell if the quarterback was on Coke. Remember that? Yeah. So dumb. <laughs> Here's a hint. They were on Coke. <laughs> was, it was it the, was yes. the 80s? Yeah. Was it the 90s? Uh, yes. Get involved with the Patreon. Get involved with the Instagram. Get involved. PP Podcast on Twitter, Matt. Yes. Is that about right? Yep. Does that sound uh, about right? Yeah. Um, you know, I could, what be, happened more, in the I could last, be more consistent uh, with it. What happened in the last Patreon we did? That was Connections, oh. right? No, no. No, we did, no. We did. Oh, we talked about death. We did. And then... Uh, Ig Nobel Prizes. Ig Nobel Prizes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, we talked about Parasite, the film. Mm-hmm. The motion picture, yes. Quite fun. See it in theaters now. Quite fun. Yeah, thank you for the comments on the Patreon. Very good. Yes. I gotta uh, thank you for the comment. Uh, is there anything this guy doesn't know? Mm. No. No, there's not. I know everything. That's okay. yeah. Thank you. Well, and thank you for recognizing that. And shout out to Donna for uh, just the debauchery. The tenacious Donna that. Marie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the tenacious D. Um, can I get a dongle? Oh, please? fuck. I got yeah. your dongle um, right here, pal. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in front of me. You okay. see it? You see it right over there? See that green boxes? There's a wire just kind of like. Oh, this one. Just That's the one. It. Yeah, plug Bingo. that in your fucking phone. Show really writes itself. Shout out to Pinball Pizza in Burbank. Oh uh, yeah, just they've been feeding us. Yeah, just feeding us some really good. They have some good crust. Then you know it, it that's is, what really makes it's a the nice pizza. crust. Yeah. The dough is nice. Mm-hmm. I want to um want to the dough is very nice. Shout out to Pimbo <laughs> Pizza indeed. Uh, I want to um save something a little stupid for the end because this part's serious. So I feel like it would be like you know if you're like uh, not into stupid shit, you could turn it off. And I'll tell you, we're going to get into the dumb shit. Okay. Um, but I want to... Don't I, turn it off, please. Don't turn it off. I mean, if you feel like dumb shit, that is also gross and disgusting. Um, wait till the end. Wait till the end. But um, I wanted to get into uh, this thing I've always really been into uh, that's uh, just, I don't know, totally insane and bizarre uh, phenomena of uh, the stigmata. I'm familiar with that. And there was, when I lived in Ireland, I saw this documentary, which I hunted down on YouTube... Uh, which it's 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 pretty fair. It's pretty like you know, is this a fucking total hoax? Is it psychosomatic? Is it religious phenomena? Um, and it starts off with a dude in Scotland that is uh, Scotland. Yeah, I don't know why I said it weird. <laughs> welcome to you just do an episode every Scotland. fucking ten I'm fucking Scott. years <laughs> and listen to me. This guy, he's so Scottish that it's subtitled. So if you have any questions, oh, fantastic. I can tell you what uh, he's he just saying. Just got off his journey. <laughs> oh yeah, does it say where he worked? He's uh, he's um, he's just like in a hoodie walking down the street, having a great old time. He's on his way to the doctor because he's got a bit of an issue. Does it's not say, that great. Does of he time. say cunt a lot? He uh, I don't think he drops a single C bomb, but he's a, you know a devout Catholic, of course. I've got the stigmata oh, like a fucking. Cu- <laughs> who are the stigmatists? Like who are the stigmatists? What is the nature? Their strange markings. Ooh. You like that? Can we get a full screen? Just like rotate it to the side. Can oh. I do anything else for you? <laughs> yeah, in that. Glasgow, in Scotland, one man has stigmata wounds that usually bleed once a week. Like most stigmatists, George Hamilton is a devout Roman Catholic. He also shares a problem that some stigmatists have 
he is unable to eat solid foods. <laughs> what? George has to be fed through a drip feed in his nose. What? what? His doctor, John Spence, recalls the first time he saw the wounds. What he did was he took his gloves off and showed me his hands. They weren't covered, there were no bandages on. He had these marks in his hand. He'd just take these gloves off, and it was the first time I'd seen these things at all. Things at all? You see the stigmata of the tracking sign? They've been on looking the video? for something unusual about George for some time. Uh, known him for Since when? Before, the stigmata, you can't eat solid missing, food? Uh, from his story, but uh, Sometimes they start this is something themselves. unusual. Okay, right, what are we doing for the day? Uh, your prescription. Right. Can you, can you take it off? Why don't you take it off? Huh? Take it off. And you go. You tear the hair off. Oh gosh. Right. It's still bleeding. It's still running. That's worse than the first time, eh? Mm-hmm. Still going on. This guy's just a hemophilia. Any other spots come up? I know the other hand, but has there any been any other points since I saw you? Uh, this uh, bit in the sides. Yeah. Right. Never Jesus got it. No, I haven't seen that before. He has told me on more than one occasion that he really doesn't want this. He would quite like it to go away. <laughs> I don't want to bleed profusely from my limbs. If you don't mind, if it's not too much trouble at all. <laughs> I've got the fucking George's spear in me wrist. No medical explanation. Skeptics wonder Here if the marks the are not self-inflicted. I've known She's him for a long the... time now. Um, I... I don't think that someone would do this in such a way, in such a repeated way, it'd be quite difficult. But it certainly is possible you could do it yourself. Of course you could do it yourself. Of course. Of course you could. In knowing George and spent time not only in the surgery with George, but even took, taking him out for a coffee outside the surgery context and got to know him quite a bit, yes, I, think, I, I don't see George as doing this to himself at all. So, I mean, this is just the guy in Scotland going to his local doctor... And he's just trucking around in a hoodie, whatever. He's got a beard. Yeah, he's a big beard. Fairly hey, normal-looking dude. Christ-like. Generally, other than the constant gloves. And gloves. Well, and the well, stigmata in the wrong part of the hand. Yeah. But... Well, they, they, they seemingly all do. Uh, they seemingly all happen. In the hand. There's, I don't think there's any case where it's in the wrist that I've seen, ever. It's probably because they're all fake. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now you know, you know it's real when somebody shows up with a... Aaron, work on exposition here. Come on. Let's just slow down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me one second here, pal. <laughs> if I was a faker, uh-huh. if I was a stigmatist... <laughs> that's, that's what they're called. They're called stigmatists. You heard the guy. They are. Oh, I'd eat yeah. solid food, I'll tell you that. Well, when you say astigmatist... <laughs> I have astigmatism in my <laughs> <Yeah>. special... <laughs> well, you know who has astigmatism is the stigmatists that bleed from their eyes. <laughs> you ever seen them? They weep. Blood? Uh, yeah, they're... they're I thought that was just statues. They're, I mean, those one, the, the one woman that has that is, like, bleeding. Like She's, like, on film, and she is a mess. I yeah, mean, she's bleeding on she's, film. It's, she's crying blood. It's pouring out of her hands. Like, she makes that guy look like nothing, <laughs> Like, I mean, this woman, she is fucking... Jesus. She's falling to pieces, oh, dude. Oh, God. And she's just, like, fucking... She's talking in Aramaic and shit. Like, it's it's pretty wild. And, you know, um... So the, the, the interesting thing about the phenomena is that it's like... Well, let's give a... Let's give for the listeners who don't know what the stigmata is. It is the... Supernatural or not, psychosomatic or self-inflicted uh, wounds of Christ, bleeding, 
Um, so through the hands, through the feet, pretty much, perhaps per- the stab wound in the abdomen, crown of thorns, mm-hmm. crown of thorns. Yeah. So as this guy is going in in the documentary hemorrhoids. to the doctor, uh, the holy hemorrhoids, he's getting, uh, he's discovering the new wounds as he goes, right? And that's kind of like what happened with um, uh, several of the subjects here. It starts off hands and feet, and then later on they would develop uh, the uh, the scourging, the whips on the back, uh-huh. uh huh, the spear wound in the ribs. Crown of Thorns, and then some of them just are weeping blood, too. Uh, doctor, is part of the Sigmata herpes? Because <laughs> this, <laughs> this keeps coming. And, uh... The holy herpes. Yeah, the holy yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a lot of people are, are like that defend it and, and think that it is like a holy phenomenon or whatever. They're like, well, this person, like, they're all like private people. And it's like, well, the point may not be attention. You know, right. in the case of some of the people, it might be, but I think in a lot, it's just like, you know, high religious, you know, kind of like fervor and just getting um, really carried away. Like, you know, there's, there's, there's those, you know, like, the, have you ever heard of Jerusalem phenomenon and like stuff like that? Like uh, Jerusalem syndrome. Yeah. There's also Paris syndrome. There's like these things where. When you go to these cities. And you get overwhelmed. Yeah. And you kind of experience like a mania mm-hmm. or whatever. And people think they're like, you know, getting affected. And mm-hmm. in the case of Paris, it's like Stendhal syndrome, which is like overwhelmed with like beauty mm. or something or of. uh Kind of going to a place that's always existed in your mind and then being there in real life, mm-hmm. and that makes you kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But in Jerusalem, it's got the same kind of thing, but with like a religious aspect yeah. to it. You know, it's, it's, it's an overflow of of the feelings of that place, mm-hmm. right? But you know, Campbell talks about when he goes to the Lasco caves, mm-hmm. the Lasco caves, yeah. and he talks about feeling almost a religious experience, seeing the the thirty thousand year old cave paintings. cave paintings. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know the. Whether that whether those places are imbued with something or it's just in uh, in our heads, it's still a very real thing. Yeah, and maybe there's some sort of uh, desperation to to feel something, mm-hmm. and uh, and you get overwhelmed because you almost want to. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's reason for me to believe too that a lot of this stuff is. Um, only it it really only happens in the most devout of people. Right. Uh, there is almost Except Patricia Arquette in the movie Stigmata. <laughs> yeah, I remember really wanting to watch that movie, and I think I tried several times, and it just sucks. Right. I mean, I watched it start to finish. Did you? Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah, it was, came out the same time as uh, Seventh. What's the one with Arnold? Seventh Day. Oh, uh, not six, ninth not, something. Not sixth day. No, not not ninth gate. That was a Roman Polanski movie. You probably love it. <laughs> Never saw it. It's actually quite good. Oh yeah, of course you saw it. Yeah, I saw it on mushrooms one time. Oh man! Uh-huh. <laughs> but just because you didn't leave the theater doesn't mean the movie didn't suck. That's right. Did the Stigmata motion picture? I think I sat through the whole thing, but I couldn't tell you what it's about. And I'm it's interested about a, in it's Stigmata. About a, par- a party girl getting a Stigmata. She's and like I, not and, religious at all. Oh. And I love Patricia Arquette. But yeah. I think that movie sucks so bad that I just didn't give a shit at all. And I think Gabriel Byrne is in both movies. GB? Ugh. Gabriel Byrne in one. Yeah, is, he had a heyday for a minute. He was a uh, an investigator for the church. Mm-hmm. He, he he lost his faith, and he investigated paranormal, like, super, uh, you know, Religious claims, like uh, right you know, miracles. Yeah, I never saw the Da Vinci Code, but that's presumably where a lot of that is is involved. It's not like the Catholic Church investigation department. Uh, no, it's not. No, 
Oh, I thought no. it was like they had like a huge miracle investigation unit, and a lot of the Da Vinci Code stuff was based around that sort of shit. Uh, not so much. No, but, but it is based around, you know, Tom Hanks. Yeah, who is God? So, right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the, the the Catholic Church does usually throw water on this stuff. They kind of hate it when this shit comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Francis of Assisi was the first person with stigmata mm-hmm. that they know of. Um. Later on, uh, there would go to be uh, the most famous uh, 20th century uh, case, which is the one I want to talk about today, which is Padre Pio. Padre Pio. Yes, in Italy, who was just uh, a very poor Italian uh, boy that grew up in, you know, early, early uh, 20th century. And his parents were, like, farmers and totally illiterate and just told the children stories, like— Holy stories, Generic like Bible stories, yeah, and you know, a bunch of the kids died, and oh. you know, like, uh, just not an easy go of it. But like, by age five, Padre Pio was like, I, I see the Virgin Mary, I see Jesus Christ, you know, I see guardian angels, I see all this kind of stuff, and he'd already like devoted like his life to God, mm-hmm. and um. There, he's five, you know, so he's already got to tend to the farm. You know what I mean? And he was literally tending to a flock of sheep, right? Um, and then it was just like, I want to, you know, get involved in the church immediately, right? And so he kind of tries out to uh, join the Capuchin order. And they are like, yeah, education is lacking a little bit here. So his father, like, traveled to America to get better work, to be able to afford to send his son. Wow. To, you know, get the proper education, like private schooling mm-hmm. to get in the order, you know. And he's, uh, you know, just, he's, you know, and the thing is that this guy presides over the most fascinating part of the 20th century in Italy. And he's just a, is he, he's he's not a high-ranking member. Not at all. He's just a local, totally, fi- total, local priest. Yeah, friar. Uh-huh. You know, just like the regular dude, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's... um. You know, he goes through the whole thing, and, you know, he's kind of, like, just uh, starts getting sick, like, immediately. Like, he's just, like, in really bad shape and, like, barely finishes his training because he's just, like, he gets sent home for a while. Like, he's just a mess. He's really, really, really sickly. And uh, he's um just, like, you know, uh, he's really nothing to write home about. You know, he's he's a pretty regular priest. You know, uh, which is kind of like part of the whole thing where it just doesn't seem like um, I'm the flashy guy that wants to carve my hands open. Look at me. I'm Jesus. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy, you know, but he does have a lot of stuff where he would say, like, I think like, you know, 200 something Hail Marys every day. So he would get into these very heightened Mm -hmm. meditative stands and he would he would call it meditation, which is what it is. Yeah, he would. It's a a mantra. Yeah. You just it's. You know, you repeat that enough, and you're in a in a trance, and you're high. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, um, some of these people like around this time, like in the early days, would like report seeing him like like levitate and stuff, and like you know, um, well, the well. um. So I think back to the episode where we talked about fads, and I was talking about this the stylites or stilets or whatever I forget how to pronounce it. But the the people who show off as the most pious are not the people saying, "Look at me." Mm-hmm. The people, and even the, you could argue a man standing on a column for 50 years is saying, look at me. Right. He's not actually saying it. He's just doing a thing. 
right right without calling his without open right. verbally calling right it's like the people who you know they self-flagellate right in, in, in procession or um you know there's even they take blades and they'll flap they'll cut themselves and just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a show of um yeah he doesn't really have that going on they think that maybe a cc did uh-huh uh but peel is just kind of like falling apart and like Fainting spells, exhaustion, no appetite. Again, um, just not, there's kind of like there's kind of, he's forcing himself into these places to to experience well dehydration and lack uh, yeah, of food, and then maybe but, kind of a you know hallucination, right? right? Yeah, and so there's like migraines going on, insomnia. I think he's fucking. They said his fucking alarm clock was set for like two thirty a.m. and like he works like seventeen hour days and shit. Like nobody really knows when this guy fucking slept. Um, but in the early times, you know, there's like, people said like, one guy said they saw him levitating. Um, it was just like a lot of things where they see like him like in a stupor, like he was just gone, just not there, you know? Uh, and, uh, so they, they, they sent to, they sent him to like a mountain convent in 1905 and that's like not even helping either. And then they just make him go home and he's, he's still, uh, he still, you know, gets through, he gets, uh, you know, he makes his solemn profession as they say, he becomes a friar. Uh, priest, whatever, and um, he still he still has to live with his family until 1916 because his, his health is just a fucking nightmare. Mm-hmm. And he's um, he comes back to an uh, uh, like a he finally gets to a church in September 1916. It's like an agricultural area, and there was just like seven priests, and uh, he's in. Uh, it's called the San Giovanni Rotondo. And he stays there until the end of his life, um, except for a period of military service, which you have to do. Uh, <laughs> was he the chaplain in the military? What was he? He uh, he's sick. Yeah, he's just ah, sick okay. the whole time. It's like the worst guy you get sent to the military. It's problems. Probably had to have three other soldiers take care of him the whole time. Yeah, it's probably good morale in the hospital or something. And so he's he's just known for this meditative stuff at the time, and he, he says. The person who meditates and turns his mind to God, who is the mirror of his soul, seeks to know his faults, tries to correct them, moderates his impulses, and puts his conscience in order. So he's just saying, um, he, he compares doing your confession to cleaning your room. Mm-hmm. And meditation is just like an even more mm-hmm. frequent version of that kind of thing. Um, it's, it, it's very much like TM. I mean, the, 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 the transcendental meditation is twice a day. He's like, he's like, you pray in the morning before you do anything. And he's like, and then you pray at night to like reexamine everything that happened during the day, yeah. right? Yeah. And TM is like the same exact thing almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he had a pretty upbeat philosophy for a guy that experienced excruciating mm-hmm. pain his whole life. Uh, I mean, the man was in agony, uh, but you wouldn't be if you had hit bomb, which is uh, a CBD <laughs> uh, herbal bomb that, you know, you can't put it on open wounds if you have stigmata, for instance. I would not Do recommend not. it. But if you take a hit, you know what I mean? You can rub it on there. Not on open wounds. Hitbomb.com. Get some for your mom. The poor woman is in agony. Promo code. Promo code John Fahey, J-O-H-N-F-A-H-Y, all caps, one word, 15% off, and you'll enjoy that. Now, I mean, It's I- a true godsend. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he's going through a lot of pain, but if he's that religious, he's is is he not going there's a purpose. Yeah, the agony is the ecstasy, right? right? Like there is Yeah, but there's there's you know, there's that way of going about it where you're like, you owe him the suffering one, especially while you're bleeding. But he's not he would, doing that. He's not doing that. But, but that, I mean that, that it's an internal he's he's 
It's all. It, it is a. I, I imagine he would find some um, dignity in it. There, yes, it there, right. There's something dignified about suffering, especially in like Catholicism, uh, right? Yeah. Well, his his maxim. I mean, for its day, too. Don't forget, you know, conservative church, right? Uh, was pray, hope, and don't worry. Yeah, it sounds fun. You know, yeah, it's very fucking. Yeah, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's very Akuna Matata. Pray, hope, don't worry. You're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, you know, um, in it, like in the First World War, uh, a bunch of people from from the community were sentenced to military service, uh, and uh, sentenced to military. Well, I mean, you have to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's uh, conscription. He was he was a teacher, and um, he was you know spiritual director, or whatever. And um, at first, he, he he was left behind, and then he was drafted, and uh, he was assigned to the 10th Medical Corps in Naples, and due to his health, he was continually discharged and recalled on 16th of March, 1918. He was just declared totally unfit for service. <laughs> Complete wreck. And, um, you know, he started exhibiting the stigmata, and people started—he was very embarrassed by it. He he would cover it up, and I mean, he was really, really, really embarrassed by it. And he started; it started happening when he was like in the military, or just like in these moments of. Dis- it was around the end of the war, the First World War. And how old is he? And he's he's uh, about uh, twenty three, okay. let's say. You know, soldier, where were you hit? Well, religiously. Um... And he's getting into. It's not just that. It's like it's there's prophecy and stuff going on. Um, there's instances of, uh, he's, he's prophesying. Yeah. And, uh, there's healing alleged to have happened, uh, by location. Familiar with that? Being in two places at once. Correct. Um. And having sex with whatever gender. Hey, all right. Uh, extraordinary abstinence from sleep and nourishment. Mm -hmm. That was, um, you know, probably part of the reason why you're having prophecies is you're not eating anything. It's part of the reason you bleed at anything, too. Yeah. You're dehydrated and malnourished. Yeah. Oops, I, I scraped myself on a desk, and now I'm uh, Yeah, and there's a reason it's not scabbing up. Yeah. Padre Agostino <laughs> recorded one instance in which Padre Pio was able to subsist for at least 20 days on only communion wafers without any other nourishment. Oh, okay. Just the body of Christ, dude. That's yeah. all you need. Come light, on. Light cakes. That's all he needs. Uh, light cakes. <laughs> and so the other thing is that, you know, they say there's a frequent... Those are good wafers. Phenomenon attributed to stigmata cases where they say that the the wounds smell sweet. Yeah. Like flowery and stuff. Like cool. It's like pleasant, you know, when it should smell like you, Aaron. You know, and he, he's like, he, he becomes more and more well-known. You know, word travels. Remember when before this, he's like, I want to I kind of serious. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of philosophical. <laughs> well, he threw that out the window. <laughs> And he's the show has come and piss in it. <laughs> now it does, doesn't it? <laughs> Asshole. So he's 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 becoming known. He's I'm becoming such a good Christian. Dude. He's becoming a celebrity. Uh, people are going to him for advice. They want to deliver their confession to him personally. Mm. He's being sought out, and it's bringing people to like this little fucking town that's like nowhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's not as if like he's being he's not being flashy about it. Like he wears gloves. It's like well, how many priests wear gloves? They're fingerless gloves too. It's pretty. Oh, tight. Like many... dice clay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it's like. Hey, I'm I'm the cool priest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not flashy, but it's kind of pretty flashy. It's pretty good stuff. This priest's pretty metal. Yeah. Uh, they um, they said that he could, he could read souls. He could bilocate. Um, he said he could communicate with angels, and uh, 
he, he could work healings before they were even asked of him, uh, some people said. Kind of like uh, a Dr. Manhattan type of scenario. It really kind of is, man. And he could work, he could work healings before he, he, anyone asked. Yeah, so like if anything went right, he got blamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my way to the priest. Oh, we're good. I right. didn't even have to get there. This guy is a natural. Uh, so in 19... This is actually... Uh, he experienced the pain of the wounds long before they actually showed up. So in 1911, he wrote to um, Padre Benedetto, and he said, um, Last night something happened which I can neither explain nor understand. In the middle of the palms of my hands, a red mark appeared about the size of a penny, accompanied by acute pain in the middle of the red marks. The pain was more pronounced in the middle of the left hand, so much so that I can still feel it. Under my feet, I can feel some pain. Um, and then he talks about, uh, you know, he, he, he thinks one day he's going to have... Uh, the marks of Christ on him. He he writes that to another uh, priest, and um, he points out uh, he uses unrecognized passages from a book by the stigmatized mystic uh, Gemma Galgani, and uh, his his friend Padre Augustino in 1915 is like asking kind of specifics, and he's like, "When are you first experiencing these visions? Uh, when did you get stigmata? When did you feel the pain of the Passion of Christ? Uh, like the scourging, the crown of thorns, all that stuff." And, um, and he was like, he was like, he basically answered that he was, even though he had them for a while, he begged God to take them away. Mm -hmm. Uh, besides the, the pain, he, he was just, um, he thought they were humiliating. He thought it was so embarrassing and humiliating. Um, and it kind of went away and then it came back 1918 and it's, it stayed uh, for 50 years until the end of his life. And it smelled like perfume, flowers, whatever. It never, it never was infected. Um, it never, uh, you know, killed him, obviously, uh, until the year 1968, right? Pretty long fucking time to be eternally bleeding. And, uh, yeah, it never get, uh, any, never gets like, they never got, uh, uh um, dirty. They, they never got, sick from having open wounds all the time or yeah um, i guess you know that's a miracle yeah yeah it's i mean you know it's definitely tricky um <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know women bleed all the time you know they're fine <laughs> yeah all month long yeah what the hell are you talking it's about, about time men step up to the plate <laughs> and start experiencing the passion of women <laughs> right i'm <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> i'm an ally okay yeah yeah right <laughs> this guy's bleeding from like twenty holes every day. So are you saying are you saying women aren't experiencing anything then, John? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is going on today? So We're trying to be serious, all right? Are we? This is the most serious we can be. We're, it's built. We're built. It's built up. You know. Yeah. Just, what do you want us to do? Gotta release it. Listen and shut up. <laughs> Good luck. So he's he's basically he's in fifty years of stigmata. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in the early yeah. days, he's just like the embarrassment is the worst part of it. Like the pain, he's like, I'll take the pain. And they got the gloves, you, and, know. you know. Plus, like everybody's just like, you know, if they're you're that devout, like it's almost like you do kind of like want. I think the the suffering of Christ. Yeah. You know? who, who else in the village? Because fucking... you're meditating on it all the time, right? You're thinking about it all day. You're thinking about fucking just you know the suffering of Christ and everything else. Yeah, it's so, just Giuseppe the fisherman doesn't get it because he's fucking he doesn't he's not in church all day. He's got all those fish oils. And so he, he, he's like, 
<laughs> he's like, um, I wish to be inebriated with pain, but these outward signs which caused me such embarrassment and unbearable humiliation. The pain from that was so intense that I began to feel as if I was dying on the cross. Huh. <laughs> Guy really thinks everybody's looking at him. That's you know, convenient. everybody's like, we don't even care if you bleed, dude. Shut up. <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> So, once made public, the wounds were studied by a number of physicians, some hired by the Vatican as part of an independent investigation. And some people in the Vatican straight up hated the guy. You know, they were like, shut the fuck up and, like, stop ruining our scam, I think, basically, was the idea. Yeah, is is that why you think that they're always trying to throw water on it? Is they like, Yeah, they do not want it. Because if there's any kind of charlatan, it poisons the company, right? Right, right, right. And, Never mind the other scandals <laughs> yeah, with the church, I mean, which wouldn't be found for forever. But those aren't and hadn't been found. Those aren't faking, uh, you know, spiritualness and religiosity. Yeah, yeah. That's just pure. Well, those are the feelings. Good old fashioned evil. <laughs> That's just pure. Right. Evil. But, but even then, right? Even if it was, um, it's the feelings of man. Right. This is straight up. God right. is fake. Right. Right. If you fake stigmata. You're just saying the whole fucking thing is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why a lot of times these guys dived all like all over it, just being like, "Fuck you, shut up." You know. Mm-hmm. And by now, even then, parts of the church were advocating, you know, some kind of secular approach to science sure. stuff. You know. Sure. There is like, um, one one of the guys from the Vatican is like, uh, he's like, I think this guy is um, uh, using carbolic acid, mm-hmm. and. Uh, making the wounds himself on purpose. And there was a local uh, woman that said that uh, Padre Peo did buy four grams of carbolic acid uh, in 1919. And it's a good way. You get chemical burns. Probably those are harder to uh, heal. And, you know, if you're constantly dropping acid on a wound, it's not going to get infected. Also, uh, interesting. what kind of shop was this lady running? No, she was just like a, a, a courier. To go get into town to get it because like oh, they're I out in the middle of nowhere here. Oh, okay. But she then other, like, other, other other priests were like, we got that shit all the time. We had to sterilize syringes because people had like Spanish flu and shit. Oh, okay. So, so just was, because he was, was doing common... it. And later on, Padre Pio would go on to like uh, found a hospital that was not based on faith healing and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. it was like a proper hospital. Sure. So there was the idea too that like he could just that is a chemical he could just actually need. Right. right. It wouldn't take be, care of. It people. wouldn't right. be absurd for him to be around. It. Right. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people said, um, yeah, that there was just that he just had it. He wasn't too thrilled about it, and uh, yeah, well, it's my cross to bear, you know. Hey, you got to hey, move hey, on. Hey, hey, yeah, I mean, you know, he, you know, he was like he covered it. You didn't really want people to know, like, but you know, word kind of spread. But he was just a guy that got up and he did mass, and you know, he did confession, and he was just like a very, very, very committed priest. It's not as if he was just like, you know fucking doing the fucking stigmata show all day or whatever, right. you know. Yeah, you know, it's like he when he was You're just five. joining me. It's two thirty in the AM. My alarm clock just went off. And this is the Stigmata Show. I'm Padre Pio, and and my guest, uh, well, uh, Mother Teresa, out of sight. But he was he was five when he he like basically maybe decided when he wanted to, he wanted to be this yeah. guy, not the guy with the no, but a member of the clergy hands. But yeah, a member of the clergy. It's a lot easier to do that than play like shortstop for the Yankees, you know. But you can make that your life goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is just um, uh, extensive meditation and uh, hallucination from mm-hmm. uh, malnourishment. Yeah, uh, because he talked about like fighting Satan and stuff too. Right, right. But I mean, you know, that's that's a tried and true way of having a mystical experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is 
fasting, dehydration, solitude, and meditation, Sweat you'll lunch, get into a yeah, trance. Yeah. Like that's a, it, they, people have been doing it for thousands and thousands of years, and I, it, it doesn't mean it's any less powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just one way to get to it. Um, I, I, and I am interested. Maybe you're going to get to it, John. But what do you think? Are you going to get to that later? Of course. Or can yeah. I? Okay. Well, I'm just. I, Thought I'd ask now, but it's good. You're working on the exposition. I like that. That's very good. <laughs> I think I, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> so part this of this is my 97 podcast, <laughs> and I do it two times. I want to jump to the end right now. Can we do that? No. <laughs> so another thing too here is that there's like you're you were saying um, about the Dresden thing. Oh right, right, right. Now think consider this portion of history in Europe that this guy. 1890 whatever to 1968 right so what john is getting i was talking about there's there's been you know studies and documentation like like for example the bombing of dresden or any sort of like period of time where people are going through a real horrific event um and oftentimes people look back on those times as the best times of their lives right because at you know all pretenses drop the bullshit is dropped and it's just you are looking out for each other right and you are helping each other in in the face of certain doom mm-hmm. um where it's some people it's for some people they may think that counterintuitive mm-hmm. like you know in post-apocalyptic scenarios that everything will just go you know mad max the road but, but it but, seems like that's not the case it seems like in real life when things go south people mm-hmm. come together and well generally those are very small isolated it's it's a when you stretch that over time then the motivations change. But yeah. in those small moments, you're getting bombed for a week. Right. Or then, you know, you strip away all of the... Right, right. But if it's uh, like, a you know, dark ages of 100 years, then it's maybe right. a different then at kind some of scenario. Point, at some point, you get a little skeptical or, or cynical <laughs> and right. you go, I'm going to fucking... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, weekend in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a really hard time. <laughs> so, but there was, there was this other thing, too, that they say a lot of times the stigmata cases really come up when there's a... A situation of uh, like authority in the church going on, and it's like this weird kind of like it's a weird kind of like groundswell thing because a lot of the people that get stigmata are low level. Right. Like this is just a priest, you know. There was this uh, this woman out here in California. She wasn't even Catholic, and she was she was getting it. She's interviewed in that documentary, hmm. and she like starts with visions too. And it's like, you know, people coming down from ladders from the sky and stuff like that. It's like borderline alien-ish. Yeah, that's all depends on time and place. I mean, what's the difference? Right, yeah, right. Boat in a lake, yeah. But and yeah. even even there's other there's other cultures that have nothing to do with Christ that have something like stigmata going on. There's like, there's people, you know, there's cultures that have, you know. Hand wounds. Yeah, hand wounds, bleeding, you know, that are still mystical and stuff. Right. So it's like another, like, yeah, Joseph Campbell question where it's right. like, what is the significance of the bleeding hands? Right. Or, or wounds... Open wounds that never fully heal, but also don't kill you. Right. I mean, it's a it's a physical representation of a a, a mental thing. That mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with many people. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'd help with that, but I'm right in the middle of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I my hands are full. <laughs> <laughs> can't get coffee today. Uh, there, but there is a pattern they notice that the, that there may often be more stigmata. When there is some sort of when when the leadership is not defined and maybe there is a scramble, uh, a readjustment of hierarchy. 
Yeah, I think I think it's more of kind of like a, like a stern authority issue, or you know, okay. like kind of like okay. that. But also, this this thing in his time when he develops it, it's right kind of like you know at this outbreak of World War One, which is like you know they call like Europe committing suicide, basically, right? right? And you know his bleeding was seen as this kind of Jesus wept mm. moment for the continent, you know. Gotcha. Um, but then that gets kind of fucking interesting because after the war, when he's just again, like you never leave this place, right? You never leave. And what's the what's this, the part of Italy? You know, yeah, uh, the San Giovanni uh, Rotunda or whatever. Yeah, it's a round part. It's uh, near. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's near Foggia. Mm. <laughs> you know where that is? I do. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> yes. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't like uh, near his um, his family's farm or anything. Uh, but it's some rural area. It's uh, very remote. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh, yet the church is there. The Oof. church is there, and you know, just a handful of them. You know, not very much. But then it becomes this place that people just go to. It's like a pilgrimage, pilgrimage yeah. you know, from all over Europe. And um, it's like you know, some Swedish woman having sex with animals on a farm. It's just like that. Yeah. Right. I bet you she was tending to her flock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's uh, he's offering himself as a victim for the end of the war. He's like, basically, you can kill me, and uh, the war will end if that if that's a good deal. You know, you can make. <laughs> well, he's saying that to God. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, between the fifth uh, and seventh of August of nineteen eighteen, he has a vision in which Christ appeared and pierced his side. Uh, um, and then man, so he he the gets abused, becoming the abuser. Yeah, right. And um, I learned it from you. Gee, what gives, Jesus? <laughs> hey, you're the last person I'd expect to do this. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't sleep for a while. Kind of nice <laughs> uh, and he just he he's he's now in this period like he's very dark. He's always crying. <laughs> he's like God's forsaken me, yeah. and you know. But like his again, like his outlook to the rest of the world is still pretty upbeat and stuff. But like privately, he's tortured. He's in bad shape. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he had to, like, give up a, a, a confession that he was hearing uh, just because he just, like, I gotta get came I gotta overwrought go. with pain and shit. Um, wait, 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 what do you mean he gave up a confession? Someone's in the Somebody's in the, in the booth, and he's like, I got to get out of here, dude. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, okay, that sounds yeah, okay. really good. Five Hall Marys, a couple of our fathers, I got to go cry. <laughs> he's okay. like, Jesus, I just got stabbed. <laughs> you got it, man. You you... <laughs> Who did it, Father? Christ! <laughs> I know, okay, but who okay. did it? Jesus Christ! <laughs> I know it's bad, but come on. <laughs> Secret save with me. Hey, I mean, that's got to be really awkward if you're giving the confession and the priest runs out. It's like, shit, oh, I did, am I going to hell? I shouldn't have told anybody this. Uh, he, was, uh, he was visited in 1947 years later by uh, Pope John Paul II. Before, uh, Dude? You know, he was uh, even like a fucking anything in the church oh, okay. and P.O. allegedly told him you're going to ascend to the highest uh, point in the church. Mm. Um, and so the, here, here's this is this is the part that really fascinated me about Padre P.O. which I never really knew about and I didn't think about because of obviously where he is and in the era he's in but in the early part of the 1920s um there's kind of like some local fascists mm-hmm. that get interested in Pio. In Italy, you say? Yes. And um, they uh, kind of take to him around the time that the church is seeking to get rid of Padre Pio. 
because they don't like the hype. You know, um, I think especially from a, 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 low, a, no a lowly, a a lowly priest, right. and you got all these guys in their diamond hats, and it'd be, like a, it'd be like a carpenter <laughs> saying he's the son of God. Yeah, 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 exactly. And how, who wants that? All right, yikes. So um, it comes out some of these people that kind of march up uh, right before the fascists really take over. There's kind of a, like a left wing, uh, you know, uh, period, and some when the fascists are, you know, kind of on the back foot at that point before they end up taking over. Um, some of them like march up with their little flags and stuff like that. And Padre Pio comes out and gives them a benediction. And um, they're like, uh, oh, you gave us the cross thing. That means, you know, he likes us or whatever. And so they kind of take to him and then they, you know, they're violent thugs. So when the church is threatening to remove him, they just show up with bats and they're like, you're not taking him out of here. And, um, Padre Pio is like, listen, I'll go, but like, I can't stop these maniacs. Like, I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> you know, like, convenient. You know, um, so was Padre Pio into fascism? I don't know, man. I think maybe they grabbed him, and I think anybody kind of could grab him that wanted to. Yeah. You know? And also, fascism wasn't a bad word back then. It wasn't. It was just a new kid on the block. Sure. And- sure. And the, and if you're already in like a, a patriarchal authoritarian structure, fascism is just like another fucking. But fascism also had led like even like you know when they, I think they lost the leftist like party lost an election and um, they had some kind of protest to it where they were going to march like into town and the fascists in this local area where Padre Pio was, fascists attacked them and like ten people were killed, so it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that he would be too thrilled about. Um, but also, it's like one of those things where it's like, what what is, you know, expedient politically mm. from the church, from from everything, yeah. you know? Um, who knows? Yeah. Um, his main thing is just that the church is like, all right, listen, we're not going to take you out of there then, but you are going to shut the fuck up. And, like, we don't want you having, giving mass to regular people. We don't want regular people here getting you to... Confess their sins to you. Like, we don't want you doing shit. Like, we don't like you. We want you to shut up. It seems like you're the real deal. We don't <laughs> like that. Is that what they're saying? They really are just like, I think they're, they either they don't like it or they don't like it and they're like fueled by skepticism or they just don't like it and they're acting like it's out of skepticism. Who, who's to say? Right. Um, yeah, that, that's my question. I guess I'm a little unclear on that is, do they not like him because he's showing them up? I think do they I, not like him because they think he's fake? I wonder if it's kind of like um what you would think if you were David Cameron looking at Boris Johnson. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you're like Here, just here, a, here's this plucky little flashy upstart that's obviously going to be coming for my job soon by making all this noise. So, I want him to shut the fuck up and go away. And I have the authority to tell him to do so uh-huh. because he's just a priest. So okay. I think there's, like, a lot of ego involved in it. Okay. Even though this guy is like, dude, I don't even know how to read. All right. Or I barely know how to read. I do know how to read. But, he gets blood all over the But, place. like, <laughs> yeah. I think I ruined your paper, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I have a okay. confession of my own. But I don't yes, think. I, don't, I know what you're I, I, it, He allegedly doesn't want word to spread about it. He is embarrassed by it. 
Um, I mean, it's yeah, very, it's not it's, like he's fucking posting YouTube videos. Like, yeah, it's, it's other people spreading the word. But also, let's not like the church. Oh, they're so unknown for snuffing out any sort of, uh, uh, you know, thing they might think will question their authority. It's like it's just the church doing their what I, what they feel is their due diligence, right? Being like, all right, all right, one more, drive them into the ground. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's also, like, kind of this thing where, you know, a lot of people start surrounding him in general, right? Because because he develops a little bit of a cult, you know, as would obviously happen, of course. How many people are bleeding Christ wounds, you know? He's got some fascists with bats or whatever. Uh, But they're kind of doing it for political reasons. Sure, sure, of course, of course. But, but still, he's he's sure. got his own people that are just, like, there's, like, a bunch of girls around him, too, oh, maybe. Okay. And some people are saying, like, maybe he's, like, not as fucking holy as he acts. Shit. And But you don't also know if that's smear stuff. Or whatever, but there's this guy um, that is kind of like the emissary between him and the growing fascist movement that is like an early biographer of him. And this guy is like a fucking profile in waiting, dude, because this dude is like, what? Mm. (laughs) Huh? This dude is like, what? He's like, like, what? And huh? Um, And huh? Hmm. Uh,. So, yeah, there's, like, a suggestions that there was basically, like, clerical fascist, like, overlay between, you know, the Padre Pio section of the church and, you know, whatever fascist movement was going on there. Um, Brunato is... Like, they shared office space? I don't know. I mean, like, I think I think because he protected them, or they protected him, he, he might have been. But also, I don't think... He just seemed like the guy that wasn't going to complain about anything. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I think you know it's it's. I don't think it's any sort of like grand conspiracy, right? It's just right. Like, this man, you help. You're here, and you you kick you kick some people out for me, and well, I'm not gonna kick you out. I'm in a I'm a church. And yeah, uh, right. well, the thing is, like, you can't really fucking have political enemies too. Like, if if Giuseppe is a fascist and comes and gives his confession to you, you have to hear it. Yeah. And that's the whole point. Then people mm-hmm. can be like, well, you know, he's fucking in there talking to him. It's like, yeah, that's his job. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's his job. And also, he he. He's not complaining about. I mean, he's in the letters. He's kind of complaining. He's like, "I wish I didn't have all these stigmatas." But who? He's writing that to the church. I didn't have all yeah. these stigmatas. Um, I wish I didn't have all these stigmatas laying around. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but but it's like, who's he going to complain about the fascists to? Right. Uh, he uh, the, fa- the other fascists. Bru- uh, this guy. This guy. Uh, that I, I'm really fascinated with uh, Brunato is Emmanuel Brunato. This is the emissary guy you were talking about? Yeah, he's the guy that kind of ran point uh, for these kinds of things um, between the fascists and uh, Padre Pio. He um, he goes to Padre Pio, and he is like a fucking con man. He's like, he was fucking over the military, like, during the war. He was selling shit on the black market. His parents couldn't control him when he was a kid. He's a fucking mess. Cheating on his wife. Just like a complete disaster. And then he's just like traveling around being a total charlatan. And you read some shit about Padre Pio. And he's like, oh, I got to see what this is about, baby. So, of course, the Vatican version of what happens to Emmanuel Bernada is that he meets Padre Pio and turns his life around. Is that what happens? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What does he turn his life into? Well, he becomes very, very, very close with Padre Pio. Huh. And he does a lot of stuff like his backing, I guess. Not, but 
It's just being like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Padre over there, and it's like he's a fucking poor. Pre- he's like a vow of poverty. Right. Yeah, this he, guy's out doing business shit. He, he needs during, twelve pineapples during today. the Second World War. Right. Yeah. This guy is, I think, a huge fucked up scumbag. Yeah, that escaped Colonel. justice, uh, and I don't know what level of scumbag he was because of things that were attributed to him and other things that were attributed to him. Where you go, oh, he's not so bad in the Second World War, but. There was a, there's a lot of stuff in Italian about him and like with the like Google Translate and everything it's like it's it's a little you get some glimpses where you go huh but there is there's a couple of very interesting things about Emmanuel Brunato um but after his, you know he goes and he meets um Padre Pio Padre Pio he is you know like enthralled with him and he's supposedly renouncing all of his old con artist ways and you know he feels the touch of god etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know uh Padre Pio had been you know a spiritual director before and he was uh kind of took Emmanuel on Emmanuel you also have to assume is a pretty silver-tongued guy yeah. and can get in there with whoever he may think and if you're a con man this guy literally used to to work the curtain at like you know shows like he was like another one of, another one of our circus guys right yes you yes. know what is the best show on earth besides a guy bleeding the wounds of Jesus Christ yeah he's a side show he's a you know he's not he's a side show. he's the he's the main yeah, show yeah. He's, he's main he's stage attractive. baby yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, forget the fucking uh, you know gorilla man and bearded lady bearded lady and especially in, amongst you know the devout. Who who would you listen to more than a guy doing that? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even trying to abuse his power. Right. But if you are friends with that guy and you show up and say, he said this, probably some people are going to fucking listen to you, especially if they're willing to, like, just get a, a glimpse of you waving out the window. People would travel miles and miles and miles and just come outside the wall of where he lived at the monastery and just be like, Padre Pio, Padre Pio. And then he would just like get out of his window and he'd wave his bloody hands. Oh. <laughs> I saw, I knew it was him because the blood. Looks yeah. Like, <laughs> looks, people looks people like. in town are selling like bloody pieces of cloth and stuff. Of like, Amazing. Yeah, it's really good shit. <laughs> I, I, I saw this, uh, you probably saw it too. There was, uh, I don't know if this was in Italy. I don't, it, I don't think it was in Italy. Oh, maybe it was in India. And it, there was a statue of the Buddha. Uh-huh. That um, it started, uh, it started crying and having like water come from its fingertips, uh-huh. seemingly out of nowhere, and people like they're freaking out, like they're bottling the water and drinking it and selling it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it turned out it was a leaky sewage. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how God works sometimes. Yeah. You, you know, you close a you close a, a sewer line and. He opens. Oh, yeah, one sewer line closes and another opens. Yeah. <laughs> People are drinking fucking sewage water. Oh, this, 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 I'm puking today yeah. because of the, the spirits in me. Yeah. I'm yeah. purging. I'm purging out the bad spirits. I've got the shit mata. <laughs> <laughs> so the, uh, the, um, this one of the guys that that was sent from the Vatican and met this student, you know, met this dude, Padre Pio, and investigated him. He he, had, he was quoted as this, which sounds like the Vatican's jealousy. Um, how is it a man who has no exceptional natural qualities <laughs> and who is anything but free of shadows and defects has been able to build a popularity that has few equals in the religious history of our times? 
How does one explain the irresistible fascination exerted by this man of the faith with a weary air about him, with rough manners and a disagreeable voice? What? Yeah, they're like, this guy sucks. What's so great about him? It's like, well, besides the obvious? Yeah. What Who? What would you expect? So good. That was the point of the motion picture stick motto. I mean, if you showed up oh. and it was fucking George Clooney was doing this, you'd be like, "Suck my dick, dude." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they're gonna be, they're gonna say the same thing no matter who it is. Yeah, right. Disagreeable yeah. voice, like they don't even. That's just them twisting the knife that someone stabbed into the side yeah, of this and, man. And that whole, you know, what makes you so special thing is yeah. like is straight up. It's in you know, it's what. It's Lucifer's gripe against humanity. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's so? Yeah. What's so special about them? Yeah. Why them? It's such a again abused becoming the abuser, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during the Second World War, this is uh, one of the things that was attributed to him uh, was that allegedly he had prophesied that none of the bombs would fall in their town at all, and there was supposedly Allied uh, bombardiers that saw a flying monk when they were going to bomb hitbomb.com <laughs> yeah they saw a flying monk flying monk with his arms outstretched just it's saying like product. you you cannot you cannot bomb here uh, <laughs> oh, okay yeah so they said okay yeah uh well you know this they're flying ramming speed <laughs> Captain, yeah. at the speed they're and so moving. It's funny when you investigate things like this and you go to some of these sites, and I'm like, oh, okay, flying monk. Let's hear it. You know, oh, look at these gifts. And it's like, I've never heard of a flying dur- nun. During, a flying monk? <laughs> during the Second World War, there was a bombardier from the RAF, you know, and, uh, you know, he saw a monk, and, you know, some reported as being huge in size, and some said just man size, and just like his arms <laughs> outstretched, saying, like, you know, turn around. And then the general said, there was a general that said so many people were coming back saying they saw the same thing. It's like, n- give me names. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, nobody's on the record. Yeah. It's like, shut up. It's all hearsay. You know? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm reading the it's, thing. Here's for, the deal. Nobody, there, no bombs dropped and they attributed it to Padre Pia. Maybe there's no reason to waste expensive bombs on yeah. a one horse fucking town. Yeah. Maybe there's, yeah, there's. Exactly. Could you believe nobody bombed us here with all three of us here? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no soldiers. How do they do it? Right. Yeah. Please. I hate that though. I I I was reading. I'm reading this thing for uh, the profile. It just says a magazine said. And it's like, what uh, do you mean a mag? You I can know. name the magazine. A That's magazine the- at the time. Huh? People are saying. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are saying exactly. <laughs> um. So that's kind of the thing is that like, uh, you know, a lot of this stuff is uh, you look at it when whether you go like. Oh, he's a total charlatan, or like, oh, he's utterly miraculous. It's this weird thing where it's like when you look at his story, it's like, what does it say about you? It's a weird Rorschach test. Oh, it's, sure. it's a, it's a you me- know, it's a mirror. Yeah, a looking glass. Because yeah. hey, it's that's way better. It's Thank not. You. It's not very <laughs> uh, overwhelmingly compelling when you get down to it. I mean, it is. I'm fascinated by his story for sure. Uh, mainly because he's just, yeah, he's kind of a miserable, old, yeah. unremarkable curmudgeon. <laughs> yep. And uh, a lot of people are just like swirling around. I'm like, what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? And um, then there's people, you know, using it for this political expediency, uh, like this this uh, gentleman, Emmanuel. And so he is um, traveling throughout Europe. And he's basically saying that Padre Pio is uh, going to, my money is going to go to him. 
and he's selling like bogus like railway patents. Wait, what? Yeah, he's got patents on shit. He's like, yeah, it's gonna work like this. See, and he's traveling throughout Europe in the middle of the war, just profiteering off all of this shit. Oh, and he's just still being a total con man, right? <laughs> railway patents. Yeah, and it's shit that just doesn't. I got work. so many patents. I gotta get rid of them. Uh, what do you think? There'll be doubled rails. There'll be like two two rows of rails. Fuck a monorail. It's a quadrail. It's <laughs> a quadrail. <laughs> Mono, not enough. Not, try, still not enough. Quad, Quad. just enough rails. <laughs> it's a pincer rail. It's a, yeah, it's a pincer movement. <laughs> <laughs> like... This I don't know who came up with this shit or how this guy got started into rail parts or like the motor company stuff. Yeah, like one step at a time. it's completely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he's uh he's going around selling this shit just in the midst of the war. Uh, he gets like a, a ton of money from France, and then um he kind of gives all that money. He was he was also actually trying to keep a uh, really good relations between France and Italy pre-war. This guy, um. And uh, wait, he, the the priest? No, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Uh, Bernardo. Yeah, this guy's what kind of how much power is he? He's just a mover and a shaker, man. You know, he's just kind of a con man, and then and then he's going around like almost you know at the supposed behest of this guy, but he's still right. he's kind of doing his other shit, and maybe he's cleaned up his act, and maybe he's actually kind of like become even more sociopathic. Yeah, he's and just foxy. gotten way better. He's cleaned his act up in the in the in the spirit of right. Yeah. Better con. Exactly. It plays better. Yeah. Yeah. The, um... <laughs> he was described as a comment of great talent, <laughs> huh. infinite imagination, world-class enterprise, chronic liar, ruthless extortionist, and an incorrigible double dealer. Yeah. That's the recipe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, he might have been just straight up into it um, or he might have just saw the opportunity and uh, it might have been, you know, half of you're lying to yourself and really being the other. And, yeah. you know, um, he wrote one of the first biographies, Padre Pio, at the time he was still alive. And uh, he, you know, kind of uh, he fought for Padre Pio when he was under house arrest and stuff like that. And it, it made the church have to be like, all right, well, he can do some masses because they, they just wanted to hide him. They made him hide. And, you know, it was like he kind of, like, angered the fascists to be like, hey, you need to go over to this fucking church and get this guy, like, some of his shit back. And they're like, so they're like, all right, he can do, like, the small church masses where he can do these people's confessions. And they wouldn't excommunicate him? No. So, huh, that's interesting. They couldn't take this guy out of the church because these fascists were like, come and get him. Right. They probably figured, you know, that would look Blow it up. Yeah, yeah, more attention. So when when he's when he's basically under house arrest, Bernardo also just gets dirt on all of these clergy and takes it to the Vatican and he's like, I'm gonna publish this. <laughs> and then they lighten up the restrictions yeah. on Padre Pio. All right, right? All right. Well, you made a good point there, kid. So he, he puts himself at the head of of a company that does locomotive patents. <laughs> and so he raises millions of dollars that is supposed to, with Padre Pio's backing, supposedly, huh? Mm-hmm. That's going to come back to the church, right? And uh, he sets himself in Paris, and he goes around the continent, and he's just living high on the hog, baby. And he's supposed to be selling patents to the governments of Europe, right? 
And the one attempt to make these these patents turn into a real thing turns out to be a total shit show. Uh-huh. Right? And he keeps it going for several years. It's just fake. It's just total sneak oil shit. Let's count his blood money. And he's just like, we're right around the corner, man. You know what I mean? It's like your gym that's going to open. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> a couple more days. We're almost there. We just need, you know, just patience and also 20 more bucks. <laughs> Wouldn't hurt. Padre Pio, of course, doesn't get shit out of this, right? The investors lose everything. Uh, Brunato ends up spashing for, uh, spying for fascist police. Uh, and <laughs> then uh, during World War II, he's just <sighs> black market again. Yeah. Uh, collaborationist. Uh, he's selling rations. Oh. Yeah, uh, he's uh, keeping the German army supplied with French wine, champagne, um, and he just has the brilliance to take his fuckloads of money and throwing it into a charitable fund for Padre Pio to build this hospital. And it's just like this this foresight that goes no matter which way the war goes, the church is going nowhere. Man. Yeah, well, it's the bread and butter. You know, yeah. nope. it's it's absolutely brilliant, yeah. and. Um, then the, the charity is like, all right, well, you can't say this guy's a collaborationist, you know, with the Nazis and stuff like that. It keeps him out of jail. And uh, it's like 3.5 million francs or something like that. And uh, it has it has this crazy. 40s? Yeah. Jesus. Nice. It, it has uh, this, this crazy thing where the, that's like, despite the collaboration of the Catholic Church at large with fascism, mm-hmm. which gives them the Vatican, mm-hmm. right, with uh, Pope Pius, it's, I think that was the exchange, was basically... Give us Vatican City. Give us Vatican City, we'll leave Mussolini alone. Mm-hmm. And... And we'll look the other way on a lot of shit. But even, even despite that, the, the, fall, like the failures of authority in, in these countries throughout Europe... Mm-hmm. Uh, Big countries, Italy, Germany, it improves the standing of the church. Of course, because they go, look, see what happens. Oh, there's just one There's one that never goes away, right? right? It's stronger than it, ever. It proves their legitimacy even more. Yeah. That they outlast the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, so there's sightings of, of, of Padre Pio more and more. That's what they're saying the RAF shit was about. That's what they're saying the Flying Monk was about. Was that there was like re- religious devotion went up. People were seeing the Virgin Mary more. Right. There was all this stuff that happened in the wake of this. Letters to Padre Pio went from 9,000 a year in 1939 to more than 20,000 in 45. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I mean, so, I mean that's 20,000 a year? It makes sense, that's though. So many letters. Yeah. As the war becomes more desperate. Yeah. People. And he yeah, kept cutting himself with the letter opener, so he's just bleeding all oh, over these letters. Fuck. Still got the stigmata. <laughs> That's how you knew the letter was from him when he wrote back. It's yeah, he, kind of... he kissed it in blood. Yeah. Sincerely yours. Padre Smear. Pio. So this fucking crazy thing happens, too, is that because he's got this like an improved standing Padre Pio, he gets a fuckload of the Marshall Plan money to help finish this fucking hospital. Uh, and like I said, like to his credit, he does make it like not about the church. It's not faith healing. He's like, it's going to be state-of-the-art. Just yeah. a fucking secular medical hospital, yeah. you know. Um, and, and to be fair to the church, you know, there was not a lot of faith healing. I mean, they the first hospitals were church run, and they right, right. No, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't. You would think it would be that way. Well, fa- fa- Maybe I think faith healing is kind of a new. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a new phenomenon. Definitely, yeah. It's, faith healing is something. It it's a 
when you, you have the luxury of faith healing because real <laughs> healing exists. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so then this thing is like, now the Catholic Church is like, you know, man, we fucking pushed this guy way out. And they act like they never tried to excommunicate him. And right, they, they bring yeah. him in harder than ever. A great friend, Padre Pio. Is yeah. yeah. He's got a hospital. You hear about this? What and took yeah. you so long? <laughs> now he's this great advertisement for the church. And um, now he's all over magazine covers. Like, fucking, uh, you know, fucking, it's the 50s now, you know? And he's like, fucking movie stars are going to meet him. And, like, getting their picture taken with him and stuff. Wow. And, um, yeah, he's still got... People that fucking hate him within the church, um, until you know it, it, it comes to uh, John Paul II, who we met, you know, for confession in 1947, and uh, it's he's like, you know, a, a more liberal kind of priest, you know, and um, they uh, they do believe in um, more secularism by this point in the Catholic Church, so then they're like, we kind of do need like kind of more shocking saints. So he was the one that started like fast tracking uh, Padre Pio for sainthood. Uh Yeah. He was like, we got to shake things up a bit here. Like, let's make it kind of a superstar. It's it's been a while since we've had a hit. This guy's been on on the bench the whole time. It's new Coke. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, So yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's, you you kind of like all, all the shit about Emmanuel Bernardo and the fascists and stuff like that. That all kind of goes away. Nobody wants to talk about that shit at all. You know what I mean? And I never knew about it until I started digging into him because I always thought he was a fascinating character anyway. But it makes so much sense that like, you know, this corner of Italy and like, you know, him being, you know, in, in if you've never been to like a really, 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 really Catholic country, it's mm. it's like I was in Ireland like in the 80s, 90s, whatever, like when I was a little kid. And I remember... It was more of a Catholic country than just an Irish country. Yeah. You know, like, it's like people were just so about mass and, you know, every fucking house has a cross and like everything, you know, it's just like it permeates every part of life. Well, And and because in these countries, you know, like I've been, I spent some time in Spain where it's like, duh, yeah, super Catholic. (laughs) And when, you know, when the church has been there. For a thousand years, mm-hmm. it's permeating. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's kind of hard not to when it's been there. Like your it's, your parents went there, your grandparents went there, their parents went there. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You you think the Beatles reverberate through music yeah. fifty years later? Right. Imagine a church that people went to every fucking yes. week for, for seventeen years. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and and you know feeding people. They have buildings. Yeah. Like there's there's a permanence of it yes. that you can't ever wash away. Yeah. So they yeah they do some shit too. They like they like you know they exhume them like forty years later. No. Yeah, and they like yeah the jaw the chin is perfect. <laughs> the chin is perfect. the chin is perfect. Oh, and, chin and his, bo- his body's in great shape. So like you know that like fucking like bottom teeth up. He's a fucking zombie wreck. Yeah. And so they put him like in a glass <laughs> case with like a fucking like a like a you know a plastic mask on to make him look like him. And so they put him in a glass case for people to come see. And uh, they, you know, have kind of like this extravagant fucking like, you know, it was like gold-plated shit around and stuff like that. The way and he so, would have wanted it. Wait, wait. So, exactly. So the people that go and see him are like, they're like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't like this at all. Yeah. Wait, so did he be, he became a saint? He did. He did under John Paul II. Amazing. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's fucking amazing, man. There's um this woman from Poland. That was the best friend of John Paul II, uh, and was like, um, fucking really, really horribly experimented on by the Nazis. Uh, yeah, for years. Um, 
and she survived. And uh, she's just like, she saw babies get killed and stuff. And she was just like, I was able to live through this and I'm going to become a doctor. And, you know, she like knew the Pope before he was the Pope and they're really good friends or whatever. And um, she got cancer and she was given 18 months to live. And um, uh, John Paul asked Padre Pio to heal her and... She didn't have a trace of cancer. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And so I think that was like, you know, the obviously extra personal touch that made John Paul II be like, is this guy not a saint? Well, what he didn't have a hospital. Here? Did he? Yeah, well, did he bring yeah. But they were saying like inoperable <laughs> fucking done deal over with cancer. Like, I don't care if your friend's the Pope. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're like, it's done, baby. Yeah. You fucked up, you know? And uh, maybe it was all those Nazi experiments that give it like a healing factor. Oh, yeah, the Nazis mm. cured cancer years ago. What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. Makes sense. But yeah, it was, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, the, on the stigmata phenomenon, I think it could be a uh, just total trance psychosomatic yeah. thing. Uh, I think it could be people in a state of meditation possibly hurting themselves, having absolutely no recollection of it. Um, I think it's not impossible for the body to do amazing things and it, when you're things. when you're in that trance like state. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's like, uh, is that science or is it magic? You know, it's gamma radiation. Mm. You know, as is it science? We just haven't discovered yet. Right. You know, uh, probably. Uh, so I think there's there's something to that. Uh, is... I think somebody would have found. And some of these people do fake it. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. There's, it's like a UFO thing. There's proven. 99% is people being retarded. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the 1% where it's like, shit, well, what the fuck is that? Right. Um, is uh, putting carbolic acid on your hands a form of penance akin to standing on a, uh, pole. a pole for mm. years on end? Right. right. Or pole dancing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. I mean, so there's a lot of ways for him to whatever idea he felt he had to reach and live. Yeah, it just it just doesn't seem um, just doesn't seem like the guy, you know. And now at the time of his death, well, at, the but... time, at the time of his death, there's no scarring. There's no visible scarring on his hand. You can go see the body, and there's no scarring there. It's these things bled for years. You know, yeah, uh, and they healed up when he died. Well, he's out, he's no, out of blood. Yeah, there's, no, there's no yeah. scarring on the body. No they visible just, scarring on the body. Just, Probably because there were no wounds. Uh huh. Could be. Wasn't even his. He just every day he put blood on his hands. Yeah, and <laughs> nobody thought to, see, to wipe it up. <laughs> Is that really your hypothesis? That sucks. What's yours, God? I didn't say that. I don't have a hypothesis either. I'm open book. I'm open to suggestion. So, I mean, five, five, six, I think, different people examined him. Some of them twice. Some of them from the church. Some not. Um, and their conclusions, like, were like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> uh, some, some were like, yeah, I can't. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Some were like... Uh, I believe it's real and it's God. And then some people were like, I believe he's faking. And um, I can guess which of those doctors was which. If I no, the, ones, the Vatican ones can, were actually probably the meanest. Okay. Yeah. Because um, don't forget, they tormented this guy, too. Sure, sure. You know? But also, they made him a saint. 
Well, that was that, that was, was a that. whole different crew, you yeah, know. Um, they uh, that was the new church. <laughs> most of the time, they fucking really hated this guy. <laughs> right, but that's also you know that's that's common throughout a lot of the uh, the Jesuit order, the really selfless uh, yeah. live like Jesus people. Sure, sure. They fucking hate those guys. Well, yeah, because they got diamonds. They're hats actually on. fucking yeah. doing it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're walking the walk. So yeah. I mean, the Jesuit order, I think, as an entire branch of the church, has almost been excommunicated like several times. And would now we have our first ever Jesuit yeah. pope? Right, and I mean, the Jesuits were like always first the ones not from Europe. Yeah. Yeah, the Jesuits were always the ones that were, like, you know, first on the streets for, like, peacekeeping stuff in Northern Ireland. Uh, a lot of the back channels uh, from the IRA to the British government, Jesuit priests. Um, Great school system. Really put themselves out there. Um, and they were, like, you know, the guys that were living super poor, uh, just, you know, in some shitty robe. And, you know, they would go on, like, well, my uncle, my, my, my dad's brother was, like, he would go on, like, some of the fucking weird, you know, pilgrimages where they would, like, he would, like, go up and, like, camp out, like, up in the hills and shit. And, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you just go and fucking listen to these guys talk. And, like, yeah. fucking cook some shit around the fire and then go home. Yeah. You know? Sounds, um, sounds great. Yeah, it sounds like a nice time. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, one of those things where it's, like, you know, um, all, all these guys have time to do is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And read. And think. So, yeah, so they have, yeah. you know, they have some shit to say. I don't like the fullbacks on Celtic this year. And just, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. every every... Branch of the church has some fucked up in this. Yeah, is it a is it a organization? Yeah, right. Then it's got some corruption in it. But <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there's something to be said for for some of the ritual and pageantry and, and, and the meditation of, and... of Catholicism and certainly like Jesuit. Absolutely, because um, they seem to be walking the walk a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely were. Um, I think they uh, they uh, they just the minute the minute you really. The, are going to commit to a vow of poverty, it becomes kind of a different game, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all you can have is like a robe and a pen and a Bible. Yeah. Like you have like four things. Like, you can eat the Bible. Yeah. An iPad, probably. <laughs> they really just, they just need to let these guys get married again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that was a money thing too. That was like that's right, about that's the right, value. Yes. Like they, because they, they could not pass money along down. They couldn't. They couldn't yeah. fucking leave their their life, their life's money to their families. Yeah, that's why they made it a vow of fucking chastity. Yeah, and so it's like their own greed led to this fucking pedophilia epidemic. Yeah, you know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. You said it. You said it, man. <laughs> you said it. Man. Yeah, I um. Do you have an idea? Do you have a, do you have a, an inkling of what you think it's from? With him sp- specifically? No, I mean the phenomenon in general. I mean all these people in this documentary, which I do recommend, uh, Stigmata, uh, Wounds of Mystery is oh. it's called. Uh, I think it came from the Discovery Channel. And it is fair. There's people talking about like how it could be faked and stuff. Right. Um, and then they just talk to people that actually have it. Right. And they kind of follow them around. They talk to their doctors. Because there's like 12 or 13, 14 people living with it. And another interesting thing about the phenomenon is, as, as time has changed is that it used to be 7 to 1 men to women. All right. And now it's like 5 to 4, uh-huh. um, which is fascinating. <laughs> and it's expanded outside of Catholicism. Which makes sense. Right. I, mean, I think, you know, um, you know, depending, you know, we were talking a little bit about um, schizophrenia and the voices in your head. Right. And in the in the Western world, the voices are, are paranoid and aggressive. Yeah. And, Scary sometimes, whereas in more traditional cultures, the voices 
in your head with schizophrenia or, or happy or trickster or, or right. more positive. So I think, um, and I think it's documented in other cultures, whenever you have some sort of like religious ecstasy, uh, your body can manifest certain things depending on the culture that you're in. So, you know, if, if you know, you're a Hindu or whatever, I'm just going to say any other religion, you may manifest something that's more in line with the, the, the mythology sure. of that culture. Um, and I think, you know, people, non-Catholics getting stigmata is probably, you know, it's, it's so popular that it's, it's just a way for it to manifest. Right. Um, so I, I mean, don't get me wrong. 99.9% of all cases are total bullshit, fake people doing it to themselves. Mm-hmm. For the other 0.1%, I don't fucking know. I think there's there's evidence of it uh, uh, being um, a psychosomatic thing. It would have to be unless you're going to say that God's doing it. Well, no. You could also do it to yourself intentionally. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. In the name of God. Uh, well, yeah. hey, but also, isn't that God doing it? Mm-hmm. But I think a part part of that is is that it obvious it's, it's obvious to me because it is in the hands and not in the wrists, right? It's like it's because <laughs> well, that would be suicide. Well, no, the, well, they say the, that they say that true crucifixions, the nails were driven through the wrists and in the to and, support and the, the body because your it, your body weight cannot be it, supported by the bones in your hands. But but if you do it through the wrists, you can hang from your hands from across. And the vision of suffering you see of Christ throughout your life, it's in the hands though. Right. So that's why I think it's it's memory or or whatever. If it's happening to your body naturally through some kind of thing we don't understand through, you know, whatever. I mean, the human body does incredible things that the mind yeah. has control over. Um, but, but there's no reason why the hands would be more prevalent than any other place unless it's a societal condition. Uh, condition. Right. Uh, like you said, psychosomatic based on some pre-existing narrative. Mm-hmm. It's based, I, yeah, I, it's, in my head, picture of Christ on the cross has nails through his hands. Therefore, when I manifest it subconsciously or whatever, it, hap- it happens in my hands. Right. Right. Um, yeah, and then maybe, you know, we'll, we'll find out, you know, in the future, I suppose, as we educate more people about the physics of torture, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> will stigmata show up in the wrist? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was one of the things with the Shroud of Turin back in the day, like when they were testing it, they were trying to get like DNA off the Shroud of Turin. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh, you see, it's the Shroud of Turin is actually accurate because the stakes were driven through the wrists in the Shroud of Turin. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, Shroud of Turin's bullshit. Yeah, because it's a painting. Right. Because his face wouldn't look like that. No, it'd be three feet wide. Yeah. Because it would go over his face like this. Right. It wouldn't be just like a fucking direct. His fucking face would look gigantic and insane. Yeah. It'd it'd look like silly putty. Who is this God? Like fucking Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Something like, I ain't that Jesus for you. Oh, wow. This guy could do a lot. Isn't it like possibly like a Da Vinci thing, too? They've said, like. Something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I me. Mean, because it's from around that time period. They've like carbon dated the fucking linen and stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, it's cool to think about. It's just some guy who fucking just made a thing and left it somewhere. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that history? <laughs> isn't that everything? Some yeah. guy some that guy made, made a thing, thing and left, left it somewhere. It. That's all. Oh, you've heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if the guy was alive, he'd be like, what are you talking about? That's my brother. Hey, give me, my, give me that back. That's my thing. I left it there. I, left it. I was here. <laughs> I made the thing. 
I was here. It's a joke. It's a, <laughs> it's a shroud. I gotta I play that. Oh, that's another one. We gotta play all this. Yeah, yeah. Catch everybody up with all these yeah, dumbass we'll media episodes Jeez, soon. Yeah. I know. Um, but it is it is such a compelling um, phenomenon, right? Like because it is. It's, it's just the, over the fucking top. And it's, and, it's like you, and, and it, you know, again, referencing the motion picture stigmata from 1998 <laughs> or 99. End of days is the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. By the mm. way. Uh, the Seven. point of Sigmata in the movie days. I think that came way later, man. Isn't that one of the ones that got banned because of nine eleven? Was it got postponed days? or something? Nah, no? I think it was pre nine eleven, dude. It doesn't have anything to do with nine eleven. I mean, it has nothing. to do No, I'm thinking of the one that was sixth, whatever. I think nine eleven. He did. Yeah, it was the one where his collateral damage. No, that was was that a few years later. Nine eleven. Yeah, collateral damage. I think that was with Bruce Willis. Um, totally could be wrong. Mark Wahlberg, Tears of the Sun. Just the sun. Uh, and at the end of days, Arnold is fighting the devil. He comes to New York or Los Angeles. I don't know. Same idea. Uh, Gabriel Byrne is the devil. It's recent with a mother and daughter. Hot. Uh, it's super fucking hot. But also, Gabriel Byrne is the Catholic investigator in Stigmata, investigating Patricia Arquette, who shows the Stigmata. She's like a party girl from LA or whatever. Uh, that's hot, too. And I think a lot of these Stigmata cases, save for Padre Pio, are people, you know, well, I guess all of them. They're all very, you know, kind of nobodies yeah and such as in the movie that's the point of the sigmata is it kind of like also star wars force awakens you see it in, on disney plus <laughs> is that it, anybody it can be anybody it's democratic it's it, it is for last jedi not force awakens i said see it on uh disney plus so yes force <laughs> awakens no no the, the the but the thing what you're saying the vibe of the movie was from last jedi and it, it can be anybody Yes, and I would say Force Awakens as well. More so, Last Jedi. But you're probably right. No. Does everybody know you like Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, they do now. Uh, but it, yeah, you don't have to be of some special lineage. You don't have to be a member of the church. You don't need to be wearing a diamond hat. Yeah. And, and um, they get into the whole like Gospel of St. Thomas thing, like you know the Dead Sea Scrolls in the movie. Um, it's one of the Gospels that's left out of the Bible on purpose because it's kind of like a the church doesn't shit kind of story. Right. Um so maybe there's something to that. Maybe maybe it is God saying, "Hey, this whole church thing is has gone out of control." Um, I don't know if it's that or I'm just uh, saying, I, I don't. I know you don't think it's that, I'm but, I, but Jesus I'm, advocate. But I'm saying it's um, yeah, it does seem like a ground up, you know, kind of uh, rebellion. Yeah. Uh, whether it's people faking it or whatever, right. uh, taking it back, I guess from kind of right because the, the Pope's not getting stigmata. He's not. There's never been a pope who had stigmata. I think there was popes that faked it actually way back. Yeah, there was. Some, yeah, way, way. There was way, some. Way there was some that uh, were I think known to kind of. I think like, there was popes that were doing all sorts of shit, dying, getting fished out of rivers. Yeah, yeah some of them were chicks. Pretending to be. Pretending to be chicks. Yeah, weren't some of them dead on the street? No, that was a that was a Roman emperor. A, yeah, no, no. I think there was there was one woman disguised as a man that was a pope. At well, there was uh, around the time of uh, the uh, Cadaver Synod, there was, right after that reign, she there was um, uh, a family, there was a mother and a daughter who got involved in the church mm-hmm. and had a, basically... Pulling the strings? Pulling the strings for, for a couple decades. Yeah. And so I don't know if that is the fake woman pope. Uh, I don't, I think there was one that was straight up, like, fucking nuns on the run. Oh, sick. <laughs> Just like in disguise, you know what I mean? Straight up like, oh, I'm the Pope. Hey. I'm the Pope. Hey, oh. what's up, you dudes? What's up, guys doing guy stuff? <laughs> Chicks, right? <laughs> we don't need them. We're, we're the priests. 
You guys seen any little dudes around here? You're Can anybody help me open this jar of pickles? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it is a fascinating phenomenon. I, I, I really do like that documentary. That was kind of like what got me into it again, like, my dad had told me some stuff about Padre Pio when I was growing up, and I was like, oh, that's fucking interesting, man. Yeah. And then I saw this documentary when I was in Ireland, and um, it was it just starts out so cool because it's just that guy in a hoodie walking down the street in, like, a regular Scottish neighborhood. And you're like, what the fuck is this shit? And then he's, like, going in, and he's like, like peeling I, got, off his I got Christ wounds, dude. And you're so, like, like yeah, the 90s had some great fucking, like, pseudoscience <laughs> documentaries, mm-hmm. and they were just so perfectly attuned to getting teenage boys interested in it yeah totally without i mean not like it's not flash and it's not not that's not what i mean what i mean is just like really appealing to that kind of like but what if curious curiosity that at least yeah. i know that i and a lot of my friends did we had growing up was like yeah. oh but what if atlantis was like you know one of those kind of things so like yeah those i i will definitely check it out I'll tell yeah you and like there's guys that wrote books about stigma and stuff in there one of them is like he's a student you know he's obviously like the thing is, is that like those documentaries too. They take any clip out of your mouth, they could totally skew your your, yeah. your opinion of the entire phenomena. Yeah, and like you know, they're like, uh, but they get to the one guy that's like written the book about it, and he's just kind of like, yeah, he's like, I don't really agree with it on like a scientific level, and he's like, I also don't, don't agree with it on a theological level because I just feel like, what would be the reason for God to do it? Right. You know. Uh, and he's like, I'm not saying that they're all faking it. I'm saying like it could be happening to them. But like, he's like, for it to be strictly divine, he's like, I really wouldn't know what the meaning would be. You know? I and think that's the strongest. I thought that was pretty cool. That's then the strongest argument against it. He was arguing against it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. The strongest argument, like, I want to argue against it based on logic and medicine. Right. But the strongest argument against it. Is you who have, is this for? It, it, you're, you're, it's the same thing with the Virgin Mary and the toast. You're on the. You have, to, like, you have to go why? on the left. <laughs> they have this yeah. other asshole yeah. in it. Why? It's really good. Where he's like, he's like, he's like, here's what I can do, right? He's like, I'm gonna have a syringe in this hand, right? I'm like, oh look, here's me stigmata, right? He like squirts water. He squirts blood on his hand, and he's like, and while I'm doing that, right, you're looking at this, and it's like slide a hand. He's like, I squirt it underneath in the same. You're like, you doing a magic the, trick right yeah, now? Yeah, he is. That's. That's a lot of religion. Do you also think that we don't know that we can wipe it off and tell it's fake? Uh, turn around. It's the, it's <laughs> the, turn around real quick. It's the, it's the worst explanation for how Sigmata could be fake. They, they just they needed to fill four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they got this guy with a tiny syringe. He's like, meanwhile, I've dropped it, right? Like, you don't even know I had a syringe in the first place. You're like, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> really dumb. I was, Your favorite number is four. I was, I was angry at how stupid it was. I was like, shh. <laughs> Sleight of hand with a little syringe well, right, full the, of blood. Where did you get the syringe full of blood? Well, I can't tell you that, mate. That's, uh, never tell. A good magician never reveals his tricks. You want a syringe? I can get you a syringe <laughs> with blood. Oh, blood! Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A positive, B negative, <laughs> A negative, whatever you want. Um, I I uh, I want to take a quick break so I can find this thing, and then we'll return for one uh one little tidbit of dumb shit. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Thank Christ. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> Aaron, you just heard some great stuff. Uh, this is from the album Sickening Digital Rainbows. Sickening Digital Rainbows. Yeah, uh, by Vento Protosix. 
What? Uh, this is a Vento uh, Protosix. Vento Protosix. Uh, this is uh, a friend, a friend of mine. Uh, uh, shared this with me, uh, Chris. Um, uh-huh. This is uh, the song "Asexual Dream Team." Mm-hmm. It's not us, is it? You like that shit. You can probably turn it up a little bit, unless it's going to be crazy. Is it supposed to, it's supposed to sound like this? Like this shit, here's general nullification. This is more your speed, Aaron. Oh, this, that, that. <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm catching up myself. This is an Italian guy. I can tell, yeah, from the, the staccato style. I thought with these song pedals and everything, I was like, gotta be Japanese. Right. Because, I mean, everything sounds like the name of, like, a, a Japanese porn clip where you're like, what right. did you say, dude? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Asexual dream team. <laughs> yeah. Asexual dream team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is uh, Endless Incapacitating Discomfort, uh, the name of the record. Oh, okay, yeah, that checks out. Um, this is post-masturbatory suicide. Here we go. That's what he was playing. It was... No, that was a totally different album. This is it's a lot of albums of this shit. Yeah, it was uh, another here's, nightmare. Here's, ro- here's <laughs> okay. ro- robot arousal experiment, right? Huh. Oh my god! If you're wearing headphones, it's fucking trippy. Yeah, this is a good stereo. Nice right binaural here. beat. Yeah. Now, Aaron, here's it's a binaural beatdown. Here's here's one you you would like. It's a bilocation yeah. beatdown. This is called glacial facial. <laughs> Total disaster. Just what are you saying? Is, I feel like this is what the guys in scanners listen to. <laughs> <laughs> this is any dimasturbation. Oh, that's how you know it's Italian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Anti dimasturbation. Okay. Uh, looking for vomit gore videos on the internet. Looking for vomit gore videos. This is compulsive masturbation is ruining my life. <laughs> they, this album got released. Yeah, yeah on the, the internet. The internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm the most intimate fantasy of your sister. It sounds is, a lot. Is like, this a band uh, or one guy? It sounds a lot like the last. This is definitely one. one guy. Yeah. Sounds a, sounds a lot like masturbation ruining my life. Yeah, I'm really picking up a lot of the influences from I'm looking for vomit, vomit gore videos on the internet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really a love letter to the original. Well, then closing out, <laughs> closing out, closing out the record. Uh huh. Twenty songs later. Uh, well, this is the single. This is excessive vaginal wetness. This is this. This isn't the signal. It's a, it's a, it's a, it is a signal and a single. This is the signal and the noise. Now, right. this the is getting turned out to alien civilizations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're on their way. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit, is that fucking irresistible vaginal wet material? <laughs> well, I've been messing with speed. <laughs> or they love to just go to voicemail. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, shoot, is this guy again? Don't, don't pick up. Well, well, no, this is the closer, which is she makes a pap test while my best friend watches an insane hentai on my computer. She makes a pap test? Yeah, that's exactly why do, right. Why do the words have more beats than the music? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's a statement. I guess, yeah, it's a it's a. I just really like this guy's very almost, I mean, not almost, just straight up depressing song titles. Like, 
It's just a real bummer, man. Yeah, it's definitely made by one guy. It's such a bummer. (laughs) It's It's so bad. Post-masturbatory suicide? Come on. It's great. I mean... We've all been there. (laughs) It's a refractory period. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a refractory eternity. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Song of the Lone Boy Who Courts the Retarded Girl. Oh, boy. This is that song. Oh, it kind of fits. Uh, I mean, a lot of it's these It's just what fit, I picture. This is what I picture. not good. Song of the Lovers Who Throw Up on Each Other? No. No, uh, it nope. doesn't fit at Absolutely all. Absolutely nope. not. Song of the Girl Who Gives Out Her Used Tampons to Her Sweethearts as Gifts? Again, I know he's working through some sort of style here, but who is it this doesn't person? match. Who is this person? Some Italian guy. Wait, it's not should, the wait. It's not the priest, is it? Should nuke them too. <laughs> is that, is that the twist Christ. ending? Come on, listen to this. The twist ending is this is the priest. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm getting stigmata in my yeah. ears. Yeah, it's really really bad. Yeah. Uh, father, uh, I mean, song of the misunderstood artist who loves having a shit stained diaper changed by prostitutes. I wonder if that's about him. <laughs> this is his song. This so this album is just one sound repeated. I think it's just. I think. I think. I think it's just his yeah, landline. Have you ever listened to it when you're stoned? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I wish, but uh, no. This is. You think it's good or bad? No, it's bad. <laughs> Lol, lovely online losers. That's a good song. That's a nice title. Now, finally, this is, he, this gets, is the he most... tries something. This is back when they were way commercial. <laughs> this is when they they sold out before they got indie. This yeah, is their target commercial. This is when they were doing exclusively yeah. stadium. <laughs> this is actually not bad. It sounds kind of like a weird, like, D-Res Vaporwave soundtrack. Like, yeah, you're walking yeah. through a mall in Tokyo or something. Yeah, it's like the radio's not working, yeah. but I'm trying to, like, something's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Trying stuff out. He, he tried two notes. Yeah. That was, ex- featuring... he, that was his experimental phase. He <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's way back. <laughs> he's featuring DJ Kimchi. DJ Kimchi? Oh, yeah. so that was all kimchi then. Does That's this have the... DJ Down Syndrome on it? Does <laughs> not. DJ DS? DJ Down Syndrome. On there's the a terrifying cover of one of these where there's just like this guy in a business suit in the foreground and then like some lady that's cut her wrist in the bathtub behind her and she's waving like her bloody wrist. We can you, can you bring might have stigmata. Yeah. For the highest of the kids. Wait, this that's... guy's Japanese. Yeah, but that's, that's yeah, not him. It's not him, Jeez. presumably. He might be an immigrant. Yeah, he could be. Could be a yeah, an Italo. Oh wow, yeah. So he's a he's Japo Italo. Japo Now this is fly me to the moon. <laughs> Wait, what? No. <laughs> okay. See, this is way this is more better. like it. All right, now this is way better. It, it John, is way this better. Is way, yeah. I'm not saying it's good. Yeah, it's still nonsense. It's, yeah, it's a utter utter. It's shit. an attempt at yes. something. It's a huge bummer, huh? I mean, it's just this is just this is much nicer compared this to the other. This is just nice. bad. It all things fine. considered. Yeah. yeah, I like this because it's just bad. Yeah, the other ones are like not even trying. It sounds like the fake, um, like the fake, <laughs> the fake, uh, like electronic music he makes in Brass Eye. Uh-huh. You know, it's really just like supposed to sound like shit, yeah. and it sounds like this. Yeah, but it's kind of charming. I understand that you're. Is he singing? No, there's somebody. This is he took them, a real song and yeah. then fucked it up. I understand the insecurity of like muddling your tracks, but this is another level of that. Yeah, it's it's really really good stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is a let's see what's on Dream Girlfriend. It'd be great if there was just one track that was an actual song. Yes. Oh God, that'd be, be really a great funny. twist. Sensual prostate massage. You have that one, don't you? I, every night on vinyl. F O N M. 
Better than an aggressive prostate. This is artificial hymen. That's a good one. Mm. Cybernetic hymen at your service. Not even. This is, only, this is only your mechanic knows the difference. <laughs> this is what Barry hears on the phone in fucking Beyond the Black Rainbow. This is Very maybe good. his best track. Very You're good. not wearing your appliances. <laughs> that was actually okay. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mean good in any sense. I mean like okay computer. But the, ben- really, yeah. the, the benchmark has been lowered. Yes. It's a, is it like you're getting a, a ice cold uh, uh, enema? Yes. And now the water is room temp. Yes. <laughs> but you're still getting gallons of water forcefully <laughs> shot up you. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty pretty wrong. The um, there's there's one record that's just like nothing but bangers as far as the titles go. Well, maybe that's the true art form. <laughs> yes. the title, not yeah. The, he's uh, great at titles. The music, yeah. not his thing. Yeah, maybe that's what the uh, the performance. Is. Yes, the performance is this. Because well, right, the package a, a normal music title, music, a normal song title is, is the sound of right. one note just grinding through your brain. The sexual dream team is so dumb. <laughs> the re- what the medium is titles. That's right. <laughs> the medium is titles, and the rest is just fax noises. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope it's got somewhere. Did they get this? <laughs> Maybe there's some weird genius to it. Like you have to, if you play like all of them at the same time. If you time. put one album on one radio stereo system and then another album on another, and another album on another, mm-hmm. another album, and so you make it like an eight track set. You get a, you, and you, you play get a stigmata it, from it. Yeah, in your soul. Yeah. <laughs> but you play them all at the same time, and maybe it makes like a whole symphony. But I highly doubt I'm it. I'm guessing that's not the case. Yeah, probably Does not. Does he have a song called like Symphony of Semen? <laughs> oh yeah, there's definitely a semen one. Um let's see. Oh, this might be the one. Oh god, this is a nightmare. My underpants always get wet when I think about your hardcock cover with my shit. Yeah, but what's the song title? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> My underwear <laughs> there's, always there's, get wet. There's, there's a scene in Trigger Happy where there's a guy, he's playing like a Swedish dude in the park in London, but he's he's from London. He's faking. Yeah, no, it's a British guy. <laughs> and he goes up and he's wearing like a fucking, he looks like, like, like out of a Sherlock Holmes thing and he's got like a pipe and shit. And he goes, he goes up to an old couple and he's like, I am practicing English <laughs> with people in the park. He goes, please, when I go to sleep, like my dog, make sure this time I wake up. <laughs> hmm? Hmm? And they're like, good, that's good. And they're like, <laughs> keep saying all this medical shit. And they're like, are you a doctor? And he goes, I have been visited many times by doctors. <laughs> that's what I think about when I read this one, which is, please don't squirt your sperm on my face. Because I washed my hair this afternoon. <laughs> mm? 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 Good. I sent you. <laughs> Wait, you didn't play it. Oh, oh I think he did. Oh, I, <laughs> I think we just couldn't hear it. Oh, I think it's above it. human frequencies. Uh, this is that one. This yeah. is I want a terminal patient to piss in my mouth. Oh yeah, now I can. Yeah, you really feel the want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep. 
Now this oh, is here's some sort of liquid. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna tell you the title of this one until yeah. I want you to tell me the title of this one. <laughs> um This one is. Hold on. Yeah, I think that nine volt battery can fit in my pee hole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is actually. That's wrong, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually on his sixth album. <laughs> the correct answer was. <laughs> I want to be fucked by you in my room. Surrounded by old photos in which I was happy because I had two legs. Oh, fucking, <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm going to be fucked by you. In my bed. In my, in my room. Really feeling Surrounded this, by old photos in which I was happy because I had two legs. Not the number of legs I have now, which is definitely not two. Right. It could be three. In theory, yeah, yeah. It could, could be, be zero. But I, ironically, on this album, too, we have this, which is a much more hopeful song. <gasps> Clearly. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, you can is. get it. Uh, this is erotic dreams of a young slut with an, an amputated leg. Oh. One. And you still got one leg in the game here, Aaron. You can hear the, the hopeful ones have a lot more effort put into them. Yeah. There's layers of this. <laughs> I think I'm being downloaded with some sort of information. This is the Matrix, dude. It's like if you I took think I know, sound. I think I can fly a helicopter now. <laughs> yeah, I think you're fucking red pilled. <laughs> if you took Dog sound pilled. and just hit it with a hammer <laughs> and just. God, that is. So Isn't that, that a was, hard time. That so was the true. thing that at the end. That was yeah. That was uh, that was my favorite one. <laughs> God, <sighs> want to be fucked by you in my room, surrounded by old photos. God, it's so fucking insane. You be thirsty for beer, pit. Oh, <laughs> asexual dream team, post masturbatory suicide, excessive vaginal wetness. It's like the three word ones. Boom, uh, yeah. boom, I mean, boom. You, re- you can really just roll them off the tongue. Isn't that great. All of those things. Man. That. We gotta go to Italy between the stigmata and that <laughs> I shit. Mean, they got everything. They got everything over Porn here. Porn star politicians. Ah, uh-huh. stigmaters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Popes in the river. Red brigades. God, isn't that good shit? That's actually a good song title. Red brigades. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to share that with you boys. I you thought you did. would really, thank really you. enjoy it. Thank I love you. It. Thank you. Thank I Chris. I love a good post masturbatory. And so now because we know. If you're gonna go, you might as well come. Now, also, we know. We know. <laughs> Which yeah. Venta Proto 6 albums are shit, yeah. Yeah. and which actually have something to say. Yeah, if yeah. you're a fan of Venta Proto 6, drop us a line mm-hmm. with words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the words are the most yeah, important Yeah, use, use your words. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, let us know what, you know, what are the classics, and who are the, like, you know, who is the creed to the Pearl Jam of the genre, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, who means it? Yeah, and like, you know, is there, are there Venta Proto 6 kind of knockoff? Are there Venta yeah. Proto 5s? Right. Yeah, what happened with the 5? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know. Drop us a line. Yeah. Tell us who's the Nickelback, who's the Dimeback. If you just hear who's you, the Dimebag, you're a Daryl. Rest oh. in peace. R.I.P. Wow. If you hear a dial tone for a while, that's 
That's just yeah, can we song. play this That's for uh, Matthew Weigman? Like, <laughs> 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 Twenty-one yeah, five, throwback six, six, to episode number one. <laughs> All right, let's call it. I'm going to say goodnight, folks. I love you. My name is John Fahey. I am three children in a trench coat. Aaron Pia. Members up. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. Star Brands Avenue, a podcast network.